to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight. That, God, you would quicken something into every one of our lives that would not leave us the same, but that would lead us, leave us changed and transformed. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give for a title tonight, and we're going to do things slightly different. We're not going to break up tonight because I just feel like going a different direction tonight, if that's okay. And I want to start with the title of my message, but the title of my message is a question. So I want to begin tonight with a question. And here's the question. Here's what we're talking about tonight. Are you adding to your life? Are you adding to your life? I want tonight to give you a list of seven things that God's Word instructs us to add to our lives. It's vitally important that we are adding to our lives, that our lives are growing, that our relationship with God is getting stronger. Listen, if your relationship with God is not getting stronger, you need to make some changes. Because we're giving you the materials, we're giving you the tools. Hopefully there's an excitement in the house, there's an encouragement in this house, and there's a challenge to every one of you. Come on, there's more in God. Why only be ankle deep when you can be past your knees, past your waist, you can be swimming in what God has? So don't settle for where you're at. Move on. Because as we learn more and more about God, I pray there's a desire within us to want more and more of God. I've said this many times, but anything that's living grows. If you're alive and you're breathing and you're alive in God, your relationship is alive, you should be growing. And if you're not, then your relationship with God is dead. And you need to make it alive. So we must prioritize the growth of our spiritual lives, our faith. Of course, it's great to add the physical things to our lives too. I mean, it's right to have the right diet. Come on, do I hear an amen or an oh my or help us Jesus? I mean, it's right to take care of ourselves physically. It's it's good for us to have the right exercise. Come on, we need to exercise. We need to be in that. You know, I've just taken the insanity challenge and I'm telling you right now, it's insane. It really is. But it's good to have right exercise. Come on, it's good to have and take right care of ourselves. It's good to have sleep. A lot of people today are taking these energy drinks. Can I tell you what you need? Put down the energy and hit the pillow. Turn the TV off earlier. Turn the cell phone off earlier and get to bed. There's never not been a problem with energy if we're not putting energy into us. There's not all of a sudden we're waking up and there's a new problem. Everyone needs energy. We're just running ourselves rugged. So we need to add to our lives the right care, the right rest. We need to add to our life the right choices, the right decisions, financially as well. We need to add to ourselves all very important 
and things that we need to do a whole lot better. Do I hear an amen? Because being healthy is our responsibility. And it's our responsibility, and it's an awesome one that God requires of us because we cannot be completely successful to carry out His plan for our lives if we're unhealthy. And that's our responsibility. There's too many unhealthy, and therefore there's too many that are missing God's service and missing God's best for them. They're not functioning in their unction. So we need to add to our lives. Come on, say that with me. Add to my life. We need to add to our lives, yes, healthy lifestyles and healthy living, but we must also add to our lives spiritually as well as physically. So tonight, let's look at the spiritual aspects and trusting also that you're going to work on the physical aspects. Is that good? You're going to work on those and help yourself out with that. Turn with me tonight to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 10. Actually, tonight I'm going to start at verse 2, if that's okay. It's my message, so I'm going to start there. Is that cool? 2 Peter 1, verse 2, and we're going to read through. Follow with me tonight, if you could, and it goes like this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord, or Jesus, our Lord. What Peter is saying to us is this. He's saying there is rewards that come as a result of knowing Christ better and better. In other words, you'd be a fool if you didn't want to see growth in your life. Let me read that again. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. That's good things. How many want some grace and peace in your life? God says they'll be multiplied to your life. How? As you know more about God, in your knowledge of God, rewards come. So when I get to know God better... God has rewards for my life. Read on, verse 3, it says, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and goodness, through what? Knowing God, or the knowledge of Him who has called us by glory and virtue. Notice, he's given us all things that pertain to life. You may say tonight, well, listen, I don't have happiness. God says, I've given all things that pertain to your life. Come on, are you, are you with me tonight? Well, I don't have enough money. God says, I've given you everything that you need that pertains to life. But the problem is, you just don't know it because you don't really know me. If you really knew me, you would see and understand those things. Listen to what the New Living Translation says. It says, as we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. Pastor P, I can't make it. God says, I beg to differ. If you know me, if you're in relationship with me, there's rewards that come, but there's also everything that pertains to life is available in me. Come on, say with me, everything I need is found in relationship with Him. Come on, say it one more time. Everything I need is found in relationship with Him. I just need to start living that way. Come on, it gets better and better. Let's read on. We haven't even got to our passage tonight, okay? So here's the results of such a relationship with Him. Verse 4 says this, By which, having been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises... Can I remind you tonight, God's a promise keeper, not a promise breaker. 
He gives promises because he wants to keep promises. When God says, here's a promise that I'm giving to you, you can take that to the bank because he is a promise, what? Keeper, not a breaker. By which we have been given an exceedingly and great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know what? That's not just one day that we're going to escape when he takes us to heaven. He's not just talking about heaven here, that one day there's a hope, there's a promise that we're going to be taken and we're going to avoid corruption and we're going to avoid all these things. It's going to happen one day. Come on, we're all going to go. If we know God, we're going to go to heaven. But he's also talking about the promises that are available to every one of us right here, right now on this earth. Come on, God hasn't just reserved everything for heaven. He doesn't want us to live here bankrupt and broke and just make it. Come on, there's promises that he has available for us here, right now. Come on, you've got to hear this today. Here, right now. And here's my passage for tonight. Are you ready? Verse 5. But also for this very reason. What reason? What we've just read about. That we can know him better and better. And as we do, his power gives to us everything that pertains to life. That we walk into his promises, not of just one day when we make it to heaven, but today. And it all comes through relationship with him. But also for this very reason. Come on, all those things are available to us. But too many of us are not living in them. And you know why? Because we care more about the things of the world than we care about a relationship with God. How many times do we invest more in the world and the things of the world than we invest in a relationship with God? But notice what Peter goes on to write. He says these words. He says, and what? But also for this very reason, giving all diligence. New Living Translation says, make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises to your life. Diligence, every effort. Come on, I like those kind of words. I don't know about you, but the word diligence and every effort does not paint a picture to me of a passive bystander. Doesn't paint a picture of someone who's not actively engaged. Come on, when I see someone who's diligent, when they're actively involved, when they're given every effort, I see someone who has partaken in an active, living, breathing, alive relationship. And that's what God wants. I told you I started the insanity. You know what? Losing weight and getting in shape does not happen just because I buy the DVD. Come on, if that was the case, we'd all be like as skinny as this because of all the products we've bought and all the shakes and all the cookies and the bars and and everything. Come on, I I had one of those machines that they used to have and the only thing it was good for after about a week of use was hanging my trousers on, my shirts and my ties. Anyone ever have one of those? Bicycles, they're great for hanging your trousers over the handlebars and, and laying stuff over, you know, and they get in the way and you convince yourself that one day you're gonna use and you never do. So buying those stuff is not the answer. It's just the start. Come on. You've got to put the DVD in the player and you've got to press play again and again and again and again. You've got to keep coming back to it. Come on, say with me. It takes work. It takes work. And this is just my introduction. I'm just wanting you to know that. So come on, let's read on, okay? So it says, for this very reason, give all diligence. It's going to take work going to take work. But what? 
Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things, what things? Those seven things that we just listed right there. If these things are yours, and notice this, and they abound in you. They're growing in you. That they're being constantly added to your life. Look what it says. You will neither be barren, or useless is another definition, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. For he who lacks these things. What things? These seven truths that he just has given us in this passage. If you lack these things, the Bible says you are short-sighted even to blindness. And you have forgotten that you are even cleansed from your own from your old sins. In other words, if you're not walking the right way, there's no change. And you're just going to be like the way that you were. And if you're living like the way that you were, guess what? There is no change. You're going to forget. You're not going to know. You're not going to realize because there's not a transformation. Come on, salvation equals transformation. And I'm nearly done, but look at verse 10. Come on, hold on to your seats. Listen to this one. Therefore, brethren... Be even more diligent. That's that word again, that active word again. Be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, the seven things that he's just listed here, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. The New Living Translation says you will never fall away. What an incredible promise from God. Wow. I says, wow. I'm telling you right now, we need to add these things to our lives because if we're not adding them to our lives, we're subtracting from our lives. And God says, if we do these things, if we're diligent that they abound in our lives, guess what? We're not going to be unbarren. We're not going to be unfruitful. We're going to produce. There's going to be blessing in our life. And God says, you're not going to stumble. You're not going to fall away. How many have seen people who have fallen away in God? telling you, you won't fall away if your relationship with God is your number one priority. Come on, if your desire is to know God more and more and the promises that he has available, you're never going to fall away. You're not going to stumble. You're not going to fall into temptation. You may have hiccups and moments, but you're not going to fall away because you're going to know where to come back to. King David messed up many times, made many mistakes. But every time you see him doing the same thing, what did he do? God have mercy upon me. He repented and cried out. He made his relationship right with God. How many of you have ever read that passage before? Okay. And and I've taught on this passage before and it's powerful. But you know what? Even if you have read this, even if you've heard this before, come on, it's still living and alive and it's good stuff. Our faith, our relationship with God must be more than a belief in certain facts. It must result in action, growth, and in Christian character, which equals a change of life. Come on, I'm not telling you tonight that if we do these seven things, it's going to produce faith in your life because you can't produce faith. But I'm telling you right now, as a result of relationship with God and loving Him and knowing Him better and better and better, as being in relationship with Him, I'm telling you, actions will follow and actions must follow. The Bible says faith without works is... 
dead. So if there's not life, if there's not action as a result of your relationship, come on, you're dead. You're dead. So what does he tell us? He says, add to your life seven things. Are you ready? Number one, he says, add to your life virtue or goodness. Number two, he says, add to your life knowledge. Number three, add to your life self-control. Add to your life, number four, perseverance. Add to your life, number five, godliness. Add to your life, number six, brotherly kindness. Add to your life, number seven, love. Can I be totally honest with you right now? Why not let's all be totally honest together tonight? Is that cool? I want to be honest with you tonight. I know in my life, those seven things don't just come automatic. Come on, they don't just come automatically. I don't give my life to Christ and all of a sudden I've got knowledge. I don't give my life to Christ and all of a sudden I've got great self-control. How many would admit with me tonight there's some things that we've got to work hard on? There's some things that we've still got to work on. Come on, they require work and a lot of it is hard work. But here's what you and I must understand. Three things that we must understand. Are you ready? Number one, they're not optional. They're not optional. All these must be a continual part of our Christian life. They're not optional. It's not up for debate. God says, add these to our lives. And he's not saying if you want to. He's telling us that if we want success in our lives, we need to add these to our lives. Here's number two. Guess what? We don't just finish one and then start with the next. They all have to be worked on together. Come, we can't just go to number one and perfect that and then go to number two. All these things need to be working in our life together. And number three, God empowers us and enables us to do these things. If you're here tonight and say, there's no way that I can have knowledge, there's no way that I can love, I I beg to differ because God says, I've given you everything that pertains to life. Come on, we just read that. God said, I've made it available to you. It's just whether you choose to put it into action, whether you choose to be in relationship with me. Come on, there's a lot of people that say they love God, but they're not in relationship with him. Here's the fourth thing. I said three, there's four, sorry, bonus. Here's the fourth thing. But he also gives us the responsibility to learn and grow as we do these things. So yes, he empowers us, number three, but the responsibility is ours to learn and to grow as we actively do these things. We cannot be surprised at or be resentful of the process. Come on, say with me, it's a process. Come on, it's a daily walk, but it's one that we must be diligently engaged or engaged in. We've got to be diligently engaged in this, knowing God better and better and better. By adding these things to our life, our relationship will not only change with God, but our relationship with other people and our lives will be totally altered and changed. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's look at number one. He says, add to your life virtue. Say it with me, goodness. Goodness. Plain and simply, virtue or goodness is doing good. Just doing good. That's pretty simple and straightforward tonight, isn't it? Given what is required, not deserved. We talked about this in our marriage class. You know what? As husbands and wives, we need to love and respect each other, not because they deserve it, but because they need it. It's what is what required, not deserved. We should be good, not because someone deserves it. We should be good because he is good. We've got to start adding to our lives goodness. 
Listen to what the Bible says of Jesus in Acts 10 verse 38. It says this, Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. How incredible would that to be, to be written about your life, that everywhere Dan Bird went, he just did good. If things were wrong, he would do it right. If a job's worth doing, man, he would do it right. That, what a testimony it would be that that person over there goes to heart sees. You know something about them? They just do good. They're good at everything that they do. They give their best. They give their heart. They give it. As simple as it sounds, we don't do that. Come on, as simple as it is, we're not good a lot of the time. Don't shout me down tonight. But we're not good most of the time. A lot of the time we're glad that the people from the church aren't beside us when they see us driving in the car. We're glad that they aren't with us and they're not around us and and glad Pastor P's not near or my wife or this or that. Why? Because the things we're doing always are not that good. God says we've got to add to our life goodness. We've got to add to our life virtue. And can I tell you something? There's a promise that's connected to virtue. There's a promise that God connects to goodness. And you know what that is? Galatians 6 verse 9 says this, and, do, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't quit or if we don't lose heart. God says, if you're going to keep doing good, guess what? You're going to reap a harvest of goodness. You may not see it today, but it's coming. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep doing it. Someone said to me once, well, you know what? My life was a whole lot better when I was drinking and doing all this. What? What do you mean? Well, I had this, this and this. I said, you know what? You may not see the rewards today, but you better start living right because you're going to sow some seeds and you're going to start reaping a harvest. How many knows the seeds of sin are not going to reap a good harvest? But the seeds of goodness. Someone may slap you in the face today. They may slap you in the face tomorrow. And they slap you for 10, 20, 30, 40 days in the face every day. But it shouldn't change the fact that we do good. We need to add to our life goodness. We need to add to our lives Goodness, how powerful would it be if every person who came to our church, every member of Heartsease Family Life Church went about doing good? I mean, just doing the right thing. Wow, that would be absolutely incredible. And you know what? I know for starters, we would feel better for just doing good. Don't you feel good when you do something good? When you help someone? There's a reward that comes through doing good. So God says, if you want to know me more, then here's one of the things you need to start doing. Start being good. I'm not talking about being perfect because we can't do that, but you know we know what to do. We better start doing that. Are you with me? Number two, he says add knowledge. Knowledge. Too many Christians today have so little knowledge of God. They don't really know who God is, what he did for them. He doesn't know the plan for their life. They don't know what's available for them as a child of God. And can I remind you again, God says, I've got everything that you need that will pertain to life. God's got everything, but because of lack of knowledge, the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? The things of the world? No. The blessings, the things, the rewards, what God has available for every one of us. It's just simply that we don't know that stuff. Come on, if you want knowledge, be in church. Be under the preaching and teaching of God's word. Why? Because God says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get under the teaching of the word. That's why we're always teaching about being in the house. 
been there. Come on, educate yourself. Read your Bible. Have a relationship with God. Pray. Invest in a great study Bible. Invest in devotionals. But you know what the psalmist also says? In Psalms 46 verse 10, the psalmist says, Be still and know that I am God. That means spend time with Him. A person who doesn't know stillness doesn't truly know God. So we can gain all the knowledge and everything, but sometimes we need to just be still and discover truly who God is. Have time with Him where He can speak to us and speak into our lives. Listen to this. Paul said these words in 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. Incredible words. He says, I know in whom I believe and I am persuaded That he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him until that day. What day is he talking about? The day that we're going to be taken off the face of this earth or the day that he's going to come back for us, whichever one comes first. He says, I know and I have a confidence. I am fully persuaded that God's able to keep me. Listen, if you don't know God, you're not going to be persuaded. You've got to know God. Got to take time out to know God. Persuasion comes through knowing. It doesn't just happen. So God says, we've got to add to our lives knowledge. Pick up the Bible and read it. Be in the Genesis Project. Be in the marriage classes. Be every Sunday, every Wednesday. Get everything you can from God's Word and let it speak into your life. Add knowledge. Number three, are you ready? Add self-control. Wow, this is so important for ads. To add to our lives. I heard this saying once and it's pretty cool. Listen to this. It wasn't Delilah's lips nor was it Delilah's hips that destroyed Samson. But it was the lack of self-control he had within himself. There was an emptiness inside of him. Come on, it's tough sometimes to live a life of self-control in a world that is an instant gratification society. But we can live in self-control. You see, we've got two choices of the way we live. We can either live our way or we can live God's way. And self-control will determine which one it is. Let me say that one more time. We've got two choices how we're going to live in life. We can either live God's way or we can live our way. And self-control will determine which one it is. Which one we're living by, our way or God's way. Men decide habits, but habits will destroy our future. Look what it says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but God has given us a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. God's given us a sound mind. That means safe thinking, good judgment, controlled thinking, the ability to make the right decisions. In other words, God has given us the ability to have self-control or self-discipline in our lives. Why? Because He has given us everything that pertains to life. We have no excuses. We've got to just set the boundaries for our lives and we've got to stick to them. We've got to ask God to give us the self-control that we need. If we're struggling in areas, we need to set boundaries. We need to watch our lives. But God says we need to add to our lives self-control. Because remember, if we add these things, we won't fall away. We won't stumble. Fourth thing he says to add to our life is perseverance. 
Look what it says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8. It says this, Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse 8, For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the doors will be opened. Wow, that sounds great, doesn't it? I just ask, man, I receive. Come on, I just seek and I find. I just knock and the doors open. How many knows in life it doesn't always happen like that? How many have ever asked God for something and he hasn't given it to you straight away? How many have knocked and you've been so tired knocking that you just decided to kick the door in? Come on now, let's be honest. Come on, in the real world it sounds great and it's all great. But it doesn't, if it doesn't happen straight away, hello, what happens? Well, that's why if you were to look at the original way that these verses were written, ask, seek and knock are written in the present tense. Thus suggesting a continued petition. What God is saying is we need perseverance in our life. We need to keep asking. We need to keep seeking. And we need to keep knocking. If we don't get the answer, we need to keep believing. Keep trusting and keep holding on. Come on, by faith we've got to have perseverance. Having perseverance. Come on, don't be denied. Don't be denied. How quickly do we quit before our breakthroughs happen? Come on, we've got to add to our life perseverance. That doesn't just see the right now, but hopes for what is still unseen. Come on, that's perseverance. Believe in God, knowing that God's given us something. We may not see it now, but God says you've got to add to your life perseverance. I think the best ability that we need to have in this church as a Christian walk is stickability. Come on, the best ability we need is stickability. To stay at it, to be persistent, to be constant, to stand up. And God says, you know what? If you don't want to stumble, add perseverance to your life. How many of you agree with me tonight? These are all doable. Come on, these are all things that I can do. It's not going to come automatic. There's going to be some hard work, but the rewards are out of this world. Do I hear an amen? amen? Number five, godliness. Godliness. To be godlike, being godlike, not being God, because we'll never be like that. But remember, we were created in his image, in his likeness. We maybe still look like him, but we certainly don't act like him anymore. Godliness is beginning to act like God again, following his lead, following his example. There's many ways that we need to be like God, but for the sake of time, let me give you one. Can I do that tonight? Here's one of the ways that we need to be like God in our lives. And that is this. We need to speak life and not death. When God spoke, he created. Do you realize that you and I create the world that we live in with the words that we say? We create the words that we live in. Oh, he will never change. I will never get a husband. I will never get a pay rise. These things will never happen to my life. Come on, there's the other right field or the left field way out there that, you know, that blab it and grab it, name it and claim it stuff. We've got to be wise with that. But we've got to watch that we're not speaking death or pronouncing death upon our life. Come on, let's speak life. There's a lot of things that we need to have godliness in, but this is perhaps a great one to start, that we need to learn how to speak life. Come on, if you don't like it, change it with the words you say. Thank God that he didn't wake up at the beginning of time and look out of the window and say, man, it's dark out here. Because you know what would have happened? It would have got darker. But how many of you are glad that God looked out of the window and says, hmm, maybe dark, but guess what? I know the solution. Let there be light. 
He spoke into darkness life. How many of us can speak into death and damnation and darkness life? Why? Because He has given us everything that pertains to life. Come on, we need to add to our life godliness. Come on, let there be light. And light is still going. Can you believe that? That light is still creating universes and galaxies out there? Because when God said, let there be light, it's still going forth at however many per square feet per whatever or whatever it is, 1,200 and something, whatever it is. It's still going and it's still going to continue to go. Why? Because when God said, let there be light, he gave no limits to it. And he let it go. And until God says stop, it's going to keep going. That's how powerful God is. Come on. He says, add to your life godliness. Godliness. Number six, add to your life brotherly kindness. P, can we just miss this one? I don't like my brother. Don't like my neighbor. Don't like my uncle. Don't like my aunt. Huh. God says, you've got to add brotherly kindness to your life. Having compassion and grace for others around us. If you were to read the Lord's Prayer, you would realize one thing, and that is this. It's not about you. It doesn't say, my Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It says, our Father which art in heaven. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those. Lord's prayer is not about you, it's about other people. We get so self-centered in our lives that it's all about me and what I can get. Listen, we've got to add to our lives bloodly kindness, which sees the needs of other people out there, not just our own. Yes, it's okay to pray for God to meet our needs, but let's never forget those who have the same needs as us. God, I need you to help me with this. But you know what, God? There's others out there too that need. Would you help them too? Come on, have brotherly kindness in your life. Come on, living with peace with people. Listen to what it says in Romans 12, verse 18. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, you can't control what others do, but you can control your actions and your response. It says, if it is possible... As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Notice the Christian is to make certain that he or she is not at fault when peace breaks down. God says, as much as possible with you. God goes on to say in Matthew 5, I can't remember if it was 7 or 8. He said, blessed are the peacemakers for what they shall be called the sons of God. We must add to our lives. In times when it's harder and harder to do, we must realize it's never impossible. We must add love and compassion to those who are around us. Brotherly kindness, lifting people up, being there to help others. Not walking past a need, but believing God can give you the ability and strength to meet that need. And lastly tonight, he said, love, love. Really tonight, love speaks for itself, doesn't it? You were to read the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. We'll read it's all about giving. It's all outsourced. It's about others. But listen to what it says in Romans 12 verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Yet let your love be without hypocrisy. And let me close by reminding you of one last scripture. This is one of the scriptures we began with. 2 Peter 1 verse 10. 2 Peter 1 verse 10 says these words, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, virtue, knowledge, self-control, 
perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. If you do these things, if you add these things to your life, you will never stumble and you will never fall away. Virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. They don't come automatically. But they can come if we'll put in the work. It may be hard at times. But I'm telling you right now, if you want to truly know God, as a result of truly knowing Him, this will be the fruit of your life. If you say, I want to know God in a greater way, there's promises that are connected to that. We just read those promises. But you know what the promises also involve? The fact that we can add these things to our life. And in adding these things to our life, what a promise. You're not going to stumble. You're not going to fall. You're going to make it to the other side. Would you stand to your feet with me tonight? We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.